Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Well, this is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour, and we have, again, a fabulous show for you today. Oh, man, fasten your seatbelts. Get ready for an outstanding show. And uh, and I would I would suggest that you open your hearts because today's show is with an extraordinary individual. And, and I want to thank each and every one of you for the fabulous calls, the connections that you make each and every week that we are here with you. Uh, last week's show, the weeks before, all of the support that you've given us along the way has been incredible, phenomenal. Uh, you have tuned in to the Dr. Pat Show. You have sent us emails. You call into the studio. Uh, you do all of the things that inspire the thousands of people that listen to the show, and I want to commend you for that. Again, today we're bringing a very compelling conversation to you, a very, very unique conversation with a woman who is doing work in the world that is healing and helping so many people. My guest today is Linda Drake. And for many of you that uh, are familiar with her work, you're no, you're, you know what kind of show you're in for today. She has appeared on national TV. She's been on radio, worldwide publications, NBC TV. She's been on my other uh, Monday through Friday station, KKNW. She's been in Mystic Puck Magazine, Four Corners Magazine. She teaches nationwide. And uh, she has a book that I have had the privilege now of reading several times because every time, every time I get ready to interview Linda, I pick up the book. And I think to myself, here's what I do. I think, oh, you know, let me pick up the book. Let me just brush up and kind of get ready for the interview. And then I open the book and I start reading the stories. And I'm the kind of reader, I don't necessarily go from the beginning to the end, but I kind of poke around, I read the stories. And then I find I'm reading the story and I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put the book down. I've got to read th- this story. I've got I've to see what happens here with Shirley. And I read through the book and I understand the deep compassion from which Linda comes from. I understand what her, her gift is in this world. I understand what it means to connect with the other side. And so hopefully today in this show, you know, she will share her passion. She will share her work. And she will help each and every one of us understand what it means uh, to reach through the veil to heal. The book title is uh, Reaching Through the Veil to Heal, Death, Grief, and Communicating with Loved Ones in Spirit. Linda Drake, my very special guest today, and we have got lots to talk about. I think we're even going to be doing some opening up of the phone lines here and connecting with all of you. Linda, thank you so much for joining the show today. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, it's it, this is such a wonderful book, and um, I started to uh, briefly read through it before the show today, and I looked up, and it was like, oh, my goodness, I've got to dial in. We've got to do the show. I've got to stop reading the book. I'm not going to get through that story. What am I going to do? And the book is that way. It takes you from one paragraph to the next. And I would love for you to share with our listeners what compelled you to write this book and what you anticipate from the people that read it. Am I sort of an anomaly, or are people experiencing the same thing? Oh, I hear stories from people all over the world that are experiencing the same thing when they read the book. 
they get pulled into the book and they can identify with it. And yes, they want to know well what's going to happen, what's going to happen, and how does how does she move through her grief and find healing? And so I hear it all the time. And is this is the mission you're on? Yes, it is. Um, Spirit came into my life about nine years ago and uh, announced that I was going to be a life path healer. Well, I didn't know what it meant, but Spirit just told me to hang on and uh, that they would help me help other people heal. Well, that sounded very uh, interesting to me. So I have been started doing it with Spirit, started working with Spirit, allowing them to channel through me messages and healing energy to help people move through the challenges of their life. And, of course, death and grief is a big part of our soul's journey, and it's just part of life for us. And so we had so many people coming to us with the challenges of um, the grief in their life, whether it was the grief of, you know, losing a loved one or losing a relationship or losing a pet. You know, grief touches our lives in so many ways. And so Spirit came into, you know, came in one day and announced that, we had to write a book so that they could share their messages with the world. Don't you love when spirit does that? <laughs> don't you love that? They're, they're I t- quite convincing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't you love it when all the spirit says, you have to write a book. Oh, and by the way, you have to do a radio show. <laughs> oh, and, and you know what I'm saying? It's like this never-ending conversation. But there's a quote that you have in the book that I think uh, is worth really talking about because I think it taps into what we're saying. It says, you cannot see what you do not look for. Exactly. And, yeah, talk about that because this is so important. We don't realize that we don't realize what happens when our loved ones cross over. And... um that's one of the things Spirit wanted me to share with people, that when we lose a loved one, our love does not end. The circle of love just continues, and that they are right there back with us um, within moments of their crossing, help trying to comfort us and helping us move through the grieving process. And But we don't know to look for them. We don't know to open our hearts and our minds to receive all of the messages that they are bringing to us. And so that was one of the things Spirit wanted to do in writing this book, to let people know how they can connect with their loved ones, how they can allow themselves to go through that grieving process and come out with the healing on the other side. Well, this is this is a conversation that we get to hear more and more about these days. You know, it used to be, it used to be that when we, we started to have conversation about our loved ones, about the other side. I mean, usually what followed that is some kind of, you know, X-File movie screen music theme or something. Nowadays, it seems like the conversation is more open. You know, I was walking through uh, uh, a, um, a luncheon, luncheon place today. I was walking through on my way to a doctor's appointment, and all of a sudden on the screen is Montel. And he's got Sylvia Brown on Montel. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, here we are in a world where so many people are open to the conversation. What do you think, Linda, what do you think has shifted to cause this opening? Or has it been here all along? No, I just, I feel like, one well, spirit explained it to me for many years that our consciousness is changing. Uh, and it's necessary for this consciousness to change. We're opening up to so much 
of the world that is right there in our face, but we've never actually seen it. We never actually experienced it because it was beyond what we were ready to receive at that time. And now as we are growing consciously, we are, it's much easier for us to accept the what-ifs that, you know, maybe this is possible and, and maybe that is possible if we just open our mind. We all function at a different level of truth. And our truth, the truth that we are able to accept changes as we grow. How does this work for you, Linda? How does this work for you? Uh, are you automatically connected people um, that you, you talk with? For example, uh, does spirit talk to you as we're talking? How does this gift work for you? I do. I hear spirit talk to me just as if I'm talking to you. Um, one of my gifts that they opened me up when they came into my life, they opened up this gift to me, was to be able to see and hear uh, other people's support systems, their spirit guides, their angels. And as, that, as I grew with that concept and um, developed more of my ability, I was then able to bring loved ones in through the veil, those that have crossed over. The veil is so very thin at this time. And... Um, so God wants us to know that our loved ones are right there available for us. And as they begin coming back across, the messages that they bring with them are just amazing. Give us some examples. Oh, they come back and they talk about, um, you know, all the different signs that they bring to their loved ones. They'll talk about financial situations that are going on after their death. But they'll, and they'll also talk about what's going on with their families. They may have been gone for 10, 15, 20 years, but they talk about the births and the deaths and, you know, all the events that went on that have been going on with their family all of this time. But most, most importantly, they talk about all the ways that they have, they've come into their different family members' lives to help them because they pray for us on the other side. They're right there with God. So, yes, they're going to talk to God about what's going on in our lives and helping us move through the challenges of our lives. And so they want us to know that we can reach out to them and allow them to help us, to guide us. You know, the title of the book is Reaching Through the Veil to Heal. And, uh, you know, you could have stopped the title, Linda, right? Here, let me tell you how, the, how about the title, right? You could have... You're going to stop the title at Reaching Through the Veil, period. It would have been very powerful, very, very powerful in itself. But the title goes on to say Reaching Through the Veil to Heal. And because Spirit wanted us to know that there is good, okay. healing for us. Healing is available to us. Of course, you know, we're all going to experience grief. Grief is part of life. And when you open up your heart to be loved you're going to lose somebody you love eventually, whether it's a parent, a partner, a child, a pet. So eventually you're going to lose something you love. But we are just not prepared for what happens. Our society does not prepare for death and grief. You know, our preparation is based around just prayers that it never touches our life. But it's going to touch our life. And so Spirit wants us to know that there's many, many different ways to help go through the grieving process and to reach that place of healing. This is, uh, this is a conversation 
that we're having. And I, I want to uh, let all of the listeners know that this is the Dr. Pat Show. I'm talking with Linda Drake, who gets to talk with people all over the world. As a matter of fact, if you wanted to find out all of the different events that she is doing, you can go to her website, lindadrakebooks.com, and check it out, schedule uh, lots of information about who she is, contact information, and some excerpts from the book. But the thing, Linda, that I think is so powerful about what you do and what is talked about in the book is the phenomenal progressive conversation that results as as part of connecting to what we call the other side. And yet we have this image most of the time that, okay, let's hurry up and let's go sit down with Linda and we're going to have this opening and we've got like this window of five minutes and you've got to do your best because after this it's going to be gone. What is the reality of your experience? What is it? That's why Spirit wrote the book, because they wanted people to know that you don't have to come to somebody like me to have that connection with your loved one. They wanted people to understand that their loved ones are right there for them, available to them. All you have to do is learn how to open up your heart. And so that's one of the chapters where we're talking about different ways to communicate with your loved one. Um, Yes, you know, initially uh, talking through me, that makes it a little bit easier, but you have that access to them. They have the ability to give messages to you that they're right there with you. Uh, I'll tell a really quick story about one of my clients that I've worked with for quite a few years now. After her parents died, I began working with her so that she could have communication with them and helping her you know, establish her own communication and signs with them. And she called me and she said, oh, Linda, my grandmother has died. And she was my only family uh, parental figure I had left. And she said, do you think maybe we could talk to her? And so uh, she came in and we talked. And um, her grandmother was all excited about talking to her. She'd only been gone for about three weeks. And so she came through quite strong and kept telling her that I'm going to give you messages that I'm here. I'm going to show you my love. And... uh, So Carrie was very happy with the messages she got from her grandmother. And then a few weeks later, she was with her sisters as they were going through uh, her grandmother's house, cleaning it out, getting it ready to sell. And it was quite a sad occasion. And all of a sudden, they started smelling spaghetti sauce. And it was so strong, the aroma, how it filled the house. And they started walking through to see where it was coming from. And it was definitely coming from the kitchen, but the kitchen was empty. (laughs) Carrie remembered that her grandmother had said, you know, I will be there. I will show you that I'm there with my love. Well, that spaghetti sauce, they came from a big Italian family. So her grandmother's spaghetti was the hit of all of the celebrations. We love that about our Italian grandmothers, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's an example. It made them all know that Grandma was right there with them. And it was an obvious sign mm. that it couldn't have come from any place else. And so it made the occasion of going through all of her things so much happier as they began laughing about all the celebrations they had and all the family events. And that was her grandmother was right there with them, helping, her sh- helping them share that occasion. And then Carrie called me a couple of weeks later and said, Oh, Linda, it's wonderful. Grandma's at my house, too. I walk in after a long day at work. 
and I smell that spaghetti sauce. So she's there to tell me that she's helping me through every day. Well, you know, one of the things, Linda, that is so important about uh, what your gift is and how you're taking this message out is, and I go back to the quote, you cannot see what you do not look for, uh, was pointed out to me uh, uh, today, as a matter of fact, in preparation for this interview. And I've shared with my listeners that my prayer partner of uh, of uh, eight years and um, who worked with the Dr. Pat show as well passed away uh, the day before Thanksgiving. And that was an enormous blow to all of us. First of all, it was unexpected at one level and at another level, um, you know, her work, I, I believe, was done here. She was uh, really being called to do work somewhere else. And so in line with what you're saying, you know, we forget of the power that you're talking about, the connection that you're talking about, the spaghetti sauce smell. And someone said to me today, they said, I heard that you may be expanding into the San Francisco area. And I said, gee, yeah, how did you hear that? And they said, oh, I don't know, so-and-so told so-and-so told so-and-so. And they said to me, Haven't, hasn't that been really difficult for you? Isn't it really difficult? Aren't all the time spots on the stations you want to be on sold out? And I said, yes, they were. And she said, oh, I get it. Bobby worked that for you. Bobby loved San Francisco, went to Stanford. Bobby is my prayer partner who passed away. They said, oh, that's who's working that. Bobby created that. <laughs> and I thought to myself, of course, of course. For some people listening to this show, Linda, you know, this is a conversation you and I are having. Do you think there are people out there that are skeptics that are saying, my God, these two have lost their minds? Oh, there's always people like that. And I love the challenge that they give us. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but, all I, but what I'm trying to do is help people expand. Now, many of the people that purchase my book, they're not metaphysically minded. That's not their world. But God just somehow, or their loved ones, somehow put my book in their hand uh, because my book is usually classified in the metaphysical section. But these people just say, come to email me and come to me, to my book signings, and say, the book just popped off the shelf at, shelf at me that um, I wouldn't even, didn't even know I was supposed to be in the bookstore at the time of your book signing, and something just pulled me there, and then I realized why I was there. That loved one took them there. That loved one wanted them to have the answers, wanted them to expand their knowledge, their awareness, to include the possibilities that they were there to help them. They're there to guide them. The messages in the book are very powerful. Uh, there, I have, um, I'm one of these people, I fold the pages back in the book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so um, I, I have this page uh, that I fold back and I read quite often, and it's page 29. And uh, it, 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 the, the page is words of advice from the other side. Oh, and I love, that. Yes. I love this. I love this page because many people say, I don't have a spiritual practice. I don't know how to meditate. And I would suggest those of you that are listening to the show that are thinking, I'm going to buy the book uh, by Linda Drake, Reaching Through the Veil to Heal, uh, you will want to flag this page. Because if you start your day either reading or writing these words of advice, like I have since I've gotten the book, I 
I bet your life will change. Let's talk a little bit about some of these, Linda. I think this would be great to just share what some of these are. Well, you have to read for, them. I don't have the let me, in front of yeah, me. Yeah, well, let me, let me read them. Uh, the first one is live each day to the fullest with no regrets. And, you know, we hear that over and over and over again, and yet at the same time, I think a lot of the time we don't even understand that we're living in the regret. We get so comfortable with this idea of I should have, I would have, if I could have, if I'd have only said this, if I'd have only done that. And we live so often in that place that we don't even recognize what it is. It becomes part of, a, you know, our normal our, our normal deal. I mean, we do it so easily. All you have to do is, like, I went to school in California. All you have to do is, like, be in the traffic, right? And you're like, oh, I should have taken that turn off. Or I should. Living in regrets is a showstopper, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Now, all of, all of these messages that are, in, that are in that section right there, those are messages, messages that were given to me by spirits that had already crossed over. This is what they may have been told all their life and didn't listen to. And now they look back and this is where they're at. Yeah, one of my favorites is this. Your life is your choice. Don't gripe about it. Change it. <laughs> <laughs> I think spirits got a sense of humor, huh? Isn't that so true? Isn't that so true? We're always, we'd rather just gripe about it. But these are our choices. Uh, you you chose the lessons of this life. You're living them, and it's your choice. You know what you make of it. I I love to think that, and there are days where I just want to be wallowing all in the misery of of it. And you know, I, I guess part of this though is going through the process, going through the pain, and then discovering how to make a switch, how to how to really flip things around. How did you do that with your life? Oh, Spirit began creating miracles in my life um, from the very beginning. That's how they convinced me to work with them as they began. They miraculously healed me of two life-debilitating diseases that the doctors could not seem to stop. And then two years later, they allowed me to experience a near death. And I crossed over. I was allowed to see the other side. I was allowed to... All the things that I had been questioning, all the things that I kept saying, well, prove this to me, show that to me, you know, answer this for me. They they laid it all out for me when I crossed over. And uh, then they told me, now you get to go back. <laughs> I was quite upset about that. But, um, but they did answer questions because those were all questions that my, that I would need to, ha- to answer the questions that everybody's asking about this book. Well, it's funny that you mention this, uh, uh, and, and for those people that are, are, are Grey's Anatomy watchers, uh, they are knee-deep in the middle of one of the key characters having uh, uh, what's probably going to turn out to be, I think people will find out tonight or tomorrow, a near-death experience, who goes out to the other side, who is confronted by people that have passed over, as if it were uh, conversations of... You, you know, why are you here? What are you doing? You have to get back, you know, so forth and so on. I mean, have we taken this level of conversation now to such a mainstream group of people, millions of people, that we've taken the, 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 the sort of punch and fear out of this, that more and more people are open to explore these questions? I just love it because, yes, I, I feel like God has tapped into our media. 
God has opened the doorway to all of the possibilities, and our media is taking it step one step after another further to expanding our minds, to open it all up to what if, what if this is possible, what if this is true, you know, can I live my life this way, can I have this empowerment and these choices, and what would I do with them? So I know that God has led all of these people to open up to these possibilities. And, you know, Linda, here you are. You're going place to place, talking to hundreds and hundreds of people as you go. I looked at your calendar. You're booked every night. I'm not even sure where I'm calling you at here at this point in time. Uh, You know, but you are out in the world, and, uh, you know, people are – are really looking to 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 see you to to be with you they're finding out where you are how to get connected um the power of what you do when you work for, with people is really evident it's obvious and for our listeners i would love for you to share what it's like to sit down with linda drake and to have that experience and perhaps even if you're open we might open up the phone lines for people Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I love the work I do because it is one-on-one talking with people, helping them through their challenges. So if you've got listeners that would like to call in, I'd love to talk with them. There you go. Let's open up the phone lines. If you want to connect and and, uh, connect with Linda and connect with someone, uh, a dear loved one, this is the time to do it, 877-876-5227. Give us a shout, 877-876-5227, and get to experience the power of Linda Drake's work firsthand right here on BBS Radio. You are listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. I'm here with uh, Linda Drake, who is the author of Reaching Through the Veil to Heal, Death, Grief, and Communicating with Loved Ones in Spirit. And so we've opened up the phone lines. We'd like to connect from you. We'd like to hear from you. If you would like Linda's help in healing and connecting with others, this is the way to do it. Again, that number is toll-free, 877-876-5227. And Don will be picking up the phone. We'd love to bring you on air and open up the conversation uh, and have you all connect. Uh, Linda, when you were writing this book, I mean, I read the intro that said that you didn't really write the book, that Spirit wrote the book. Uh, Yes, this is true. What was that like? Because I'm I'm asking Spirit, help me write my book. But I I, I think that Spirit's helping me doing a, a, a lot on radio. I know it. I can definitely feel Spirit come to me when I'm on air. But how was this? How was this happened for you? Oh, it was an amazing experience. Um, they had to take me take me a long ways from where I live. They took me to Hawaii and set me down and said, "Now let's start writing." And they would show up. I say they. Abraham, um, if you're familiar with um, Abraham Hicks, mm-hmm. um, Abraham came. There were 16 beings that would sit down uh, at the table with me every morning, and then spirit was there also. Uh, spirit is the consciousness of God, the angelic realm, and the masters that all work within our lives. So they were there, but Abraham was the one that um, would sit down with me and talk me through it every day. I would just sit and type, and they would just they would just talk and talk and talk, and then the next morning we would go over everything they, that they had written, and they would kind of argue back and forth at times about how it should be written, if it was mm-hmm. clear enough, because they wanted the book written so clear that anybody could understand it. 
It is, it is very clearly written. It is wonderful. Linda, we've got a caller. Let's go to the phones. Uh, who do we have on the, on the line with us tonight? Welcome to the show. Hi, this is Nancy from Olympia, Washington. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to the show. Let me introduce you to Linda Drake, and uh, let's see if we can get you connected here. All right. So, Linda, Nancy is on the line. Can you hear her okay? okay? Yes, I can hear and, her now. Okay. Okay. And so, Nancy, Hello, Nancy, do you have a... Mm-hmm. What can I help you with, Nancy? Well, I lost both my parents within the last six years. And I have issues with them for the simple fact I believe that I was never loved by them. And if there's something that they can tell me that would feel better. That's hmm. often the case when with our with our loved ones. You know, our relationships don't always play out the way we would like them to. And uh, often with our parents, we feel like we have we weren't loved in this lifetime and by them. And that was your choice. That was an an issue that you wanted to experience in this lifetime and your parents helped play this, play this out for you. And uh now it's very, very difficult for you because they're no longer here. And they, okay, I've got your mother here. Okay, because they're saying they're no longer here, and so they cannot help you uh, with because you're angry and you won't open their heart, your heart to them. Often oh. after our loved ones have crossed over, we are angry with them. And But if you will open your heart and allow them to bring their love to you, it can be a much better relationship now than it was before. The little girl, I'm, I'm hearing the little girl in you, uh, your inner child, and um, she often did feel like she wasn't loved because they were a very different personality type than she was. She was more emotional and, and needed their attention and their love, and both of your parents were very logical in the way they processed their feelings. They loved her, but they were not able to show it or talk about it, and she needed that. She, your mother is saying she never really understood the little girl, and that, uh, or the needs of the little girl, because your parents, uh, your mother is saying that both of them provided for the child, provided for you, home, food, clothing, that kind of thing. There just wasn't a. There wasn't the emotional state that the little girl needed. Can you understand what she's talking about? Yeah. And um, your mother wants to get in touch with you. Your mother wants to have the relationship with you and uh, that she didn't get to have while she was here. Often our relationships are very tangled because we are, we are so attached to our uh, the issues we came into experience in this lifetime, and we just don't get the love from them. And your mother keeps saying, "I love her, I love her, and I need to tell her that she needs to be able to tell you that she loves you." She keeps saying it over and over again. But you're still angry, and she just asks you to forgive her. And she said she'll come into you. She says she'll come into your dreams. Uh, she's very anxious for this. Now, who was the who was who had the addiction? The addiction. Uh huh. Yeah. The, yeah. Who had the addiction? 
um, the addiction to what? An addiction to what, what you know. Did one of like your parents have an addiction to alcohol? My father did. Okay, because mm. she's talking about it taking away the closeness of the family and the trust of the family. Oh, yes. And she just keeps saying she's sorry and that she didn't protect, she says she didn't protect you, and she says she's sorry. Wow. That she couldn't, she couldn't take care of herself. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Is that making sense to you, Nancy? Oh, big time. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just, she keeps saying, she's talking to the child, she's not talking to the adult, but she just keeps saying, forgive her. Oh, I do forgive her. And the child needs to forgive her. Oh, yes, because she, she, she wasn't strong. She wasn't strong enough to, to set boundaries. Um, and she just needed to be loved, and she was very afraid of not being loved. So mm. she just says she loves you, though. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> and she needs, she needs your love and, and mm. your forgiveness. I do love her, and I do forgive her. <laughs> mm. She thanks you. She said, now let's sit down and start talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you ready to do that? Oh, yes, I would be. <laughs> she said, okay. Yes, just sit down and start talking to her as if she's sitting right there in front of you. Okay. Because she said, I am. I am sitting right there in front of you, so let's sit down and talk. Okay. Uh, and it'll just, uh, I will just hear her? You may not hear her at first. Um, she's been gone for quite some time, and um, but she's been trying all of this time to get through to you. But the pain that you experienced as a child has kept you disconnected from her. Uh. And so she says if if you can um, let go of as much pain as possible, and this, no, this can't be done, you know, in one evening, um, just gradually every day, just be in a state of forgiveness and unconditional love with her. Under, she's just asking that she's talking very quick. I'm fast. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, she's just asking that you you um, you forgive her. And she said every day our conversations will get longer, and you will begin feeling her and dreaming about her. Oh, thank oh. you so much. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for connecting with us. We look forward to hearing. Uh, 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 of, of your your wonderful conversations you're going to have and your your fabulous healing process. Thank you so much. Thank you, and Linda. Please email, please email me and let me know how you're doing. I'm Why don't do we that. give out that email right now? Okay. okay. Um, my website is lindadrakebrooks.com, and you can just go on there and uh, you'll find where it says contacts. Great. All right. I will do that. But Thank just you. sit down tonight and, and call her in and just sit down and talk. Get out your photograph album if you have one and just go through all of your pictures, uh, all of your memories with her. They love doing that. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much, sweetie. Thank you so much. We're, our hearts go out to you. Much love to you. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Hmm. How healing is that? We could all, you know, anyone that's listened to this call right now, you can feel the healing power in that, Linda. Thank you so much for um, uh, sharing that with uh, 
with our listeners with Nancy. Thank you so much. I mean, this is a demonstration of the power of what you do and uh, the power of, of healing. I mean, I don't think we really get how powerful it is to heal ourselves, how powerful it is to forgive. Well, often we can have a much better relationship with our loved ones after they pass because we don't have the attachment of those issues and all of the pain associated with that. Now, remember, these loved ones are spirits that have been with us lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. So this isn't the first lifetime that we had challenges with them. But if we can if we can be in a state of forgiveness with them, we can have such a wonderful relationship with these spirits that love us so much. Well, uh, again, uh, thank you so much. Boy, um, our hearts are, are, are way open. What a very powerful call. Let me give out that number again if there are those of you that would like to ask Linda a question about the book, if you would like to connect, if you have questions about loved ones that have uh, gone over to the other side, um, whatever questions you have, we have a toll-free number right here, 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. And uh, Don is right there uh, ready to connect you and and uh, bring you on, and we'll see if we can do a little healing or help you get to that place where you can feel the healing power in this. You know, Linda, uh, as we wait for people to call in and, and Don to get the phones and so forth and so on, there's something that you said that uh, we've been with these people lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Greetings, it's Caroline here. The, well, I, let's take our call. Who, who do we have on the line? You have Caroline from Toronto, Canada. Hi, Caroline from Toronto. How are you today? Doing very well, ladies, and yourself? I'm doing wonderfully, thank you. And let me introduce you to Linda Drake. Uh, Linda uh, would love to connect with you. Linda, uh, Caroline's on the line. Hello, Hi, Caroline. Linda. How can I help you tonight? Well, we had a, a, a interesting situation happen. My mother was married to a gentleman for 21 years. And he passed away in July, and the situation was, was he was a kind of interesting person. He wasn't quite spiritual. He had alcohol problems, and he left my mother in an interesting position where uh, my mom worked all through her marriage, and he kind of left her high and dry without dealing with paperwork, etc., and left her in an interesting 3D mess. And I was wondering if you could pick up in his energy and see what he had to say or feel in regards to that situation. It has okay, been an interesting learning process, though, too. Okay, and his first name is? Terrence, and the last name is Cook. Kevin. Uh, Terrence, he was known as Terry. Terry, 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 got it, Terry. Okay, great, Terry. thanks, Caroline. Okay, okay. Thanks, Caroline. He said yes. The way he left his mother was not any di- left your mother was not any different than how he lived his life. <laughs> uh, he was uh, usually quite scattered and unprepared. Um, he was uh, spontaneous in um, in his actions and seldom uh, took care of little details. He says, um, and he is regretful. He says um, his. Um, he, he didn't prepare. He was very afraid of death, and he, he says if he thought that if he didn't prepare, it wouldn't happen to him. 
I don't think that's the way to go about it, but uh, that was the solution. Uh, I'll remember not to try that one. (laughs) Yeah, that one doesn't work. It's going to come. Um, But um, he does does acknowledge. uh, He said he did love your mother very much, um, but he does acknowledge that he wasn't very good at taking care of of her, and um, he he wasn't. Mm. He said he had concern for life, but not compassion. Um, Indeed, his heart was very much closed. Yes, his, yeah, that's what he's saying. Uh, he just he didn't know how to say or show people that he loved them, um, and he was afraid to open. He says he was always very afraid to open up, and just could not trust others. Um, but um, he says your mother was a great teacher for him. Oh, um, wonderful, wonderful spiritual person. She was oh, patient, very, very patient with him. And he says um, he, she spoon-fed him patience um, and compassion. He'd never, he said he had, he says he had, had never known that kind of compassion before. And so he thanks her for that and apologizes for the mess he left her in, both um, um, a financial mess and um, uh, emotionally um, drained uh, because he says he took, he, he took a lot from her emotionally. Um, indeed, he, indeed, indeed. I'm sorry? Um, one question. I was wondering if he could step up to the plate on the other side and assist my mother in a lot of the legal wranglings that he's left behind. Oh, he says he's trying to. He's trying to. Um, he says, but your, mother's try- your mother has a belief system that she has to do it herself. And indeed, just indeed, as she did most of her life, and so she's trying to do, all, do it all herself. But he's saying that um, if she will just step back and, um, and listen, that he's, he's actually giving her a lot of direction. He was never really good at all that, but he's giving her a lot of direction. Uh, but she thinks she's supposed to do it herself. Fantastic. And, um, Thank you. So, but he, he just says, please, please tell her that I am there with her and um, a little more now than he was before uh, in his compassion. Wonderful. Thank you, ladies. Great work. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Uh, You know, Linda, early on you had indicated that um, uh, the work that you do uh, is with people. But, you know, we we have... uh, our, our pet friends that uh, uh, leave us, and, and some folks say that that's some of the most powerful and painful experiences. How does uh, you know the animal spirits work with us? Do they? Well, let, let me explain how the animal spirits on what uh, what God has told me about their purpose with us. They come into our lives and they just love us unconditionally. They pick out certain people or a certain family, and their whole purpose is to function with his family and to help that family get through their day-to-day challenges. They will absorb all of our emotions, often take on our illnesses. So, But they, w- they wiggle into our lives and into our hearts. And often we may experience the loss of a loved one and stuff that pain deep within our heart and just to get through 
the survival of the grief. But we'll open up our hearts to a pet and just let it love us unconditionally, and we will love it unconditionally. So then when we lose that pet, oh, man, it opens up all of the pain within us. Um, It opens up the pain of the loss of our best friend, somebody that we, we... that fills our life with joy every day. And then it opens us up to all of the pain that we uh, stuffed away from the loss of a loved Mm. one. And Mm. so it just makes that loss of our pet that much worse because we feel even more abandoned. And often we don't know how to move through that Mm. without help because Mm. people don't acknowledge that you should be able to grieve your pet. Exactly. Uh, we we don't. We don't acknowledge that. No. I mean, one lady came to me and she said she was so upset because she lost her best friend, her dog, and she didn't get any sympathy cards. Nobody understood the pain that she was going through. And we don't. We hardly know how to acknowledge the, the grief that somebody's going through when they lose a loved one, much less mm-hmm. when they lose a pet. Hmm. So can we have the same kind of conversation, the same kind of connection? I mean, do we have um, our, 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 our loved ones, our, our, whether it's our four-legged friends, uh, do we have a connection where we can communicate in the way you've just uh, talked with our two uh, wonderful callers? Oh, of course we do. Of course we do. When I see spirits coming back across from the other side, uh, often they'll bring a they'll bring an animal with them. They'll have a little dog uh-huh. in their arms, or they'll have mm-hmm. a, a cat or a big dog stand beside them. So yes, those animals are right there. Now my dog, I still hear her running down the hall. I hear her nails clicking down the hall, and she's been gone for seven years. So uh, they're still around us. If you've got a child in the house, a baby, look around. You'll watch that baby, and it'll it'll watch that animal come through the room or your other animals there they'll watch the animal come to the room or you may even feel your animal like if you've got a dog or a cat jump up on the bed and walk across beside you they're right there they're giving you the same signs and messages that your your human loved ones in spirit give you Linda one of the things that I wanted to ask you about about this process is sometimes uh, we'll get images for example we'll see a face of someone that's passed or uh, a, a dog, like I, I was, I don't know what I was doing, I was driving the other day, and, you know, I could see my dog. Do you know what I'm saying? And the oh, question yeah, is, is he trying to get my attention? Or is, is, that a, is that a signal that they're trying to get our attention? Yes, it is. It's what I call shape-shifting. Uh, you okay. know, you walk, you'll be walking through a crowd, and you look up, and, you know, it looks like Aunt Gladys coming at you. Uh, yes, right. And they get right up next to you. I know that doesn't look anything like Aunt Gladys, but for that moment, she, it reminded you of her. And uh, so you stopped and you thought about her and you thought about your love for her. Dogs, cats, they do the same thing. They'll do the shape-shifting and, uh, you know, appear before you. You know, it may be a you know, t- totally different-looking animal, but you look into the eyes of it and you'll see your dog. Mm. Uh, and so, and they'll come to you in your dreams, especially if they're getting ready to come back into your life. Now, remember, they don't have to do the transition that we do when we cross over. So they can come back very quickly into our lives if they choose, if it's needed. 
and come back in. Now, dogs and cats, they don't swap bodies. Uh, cats will stay in the cat with the cat souls and dogs with the dog souls, or at least this is what I'm taught. And but they'll they'll come right back into you and continue to be a part of your life. And but they can come in in the different form. For example, Travis was a collie, uh, and so he, he may he may come back, but not as a collie per se. Exactly, they'll stay in the same mm -hmm. uh, dog species, but uh, but uh, oh, they'll change all kinds of shapes. Because one dog told me one time he said uh, he was talking to his owner, his and he said, Mom. He said, this time I'm going to come in as a little dog so I can sit in your lap. Because uh, <laughs> uh, he wanted to be a lap dog, but he was a huge golden retriever. So uh, he wanted to be a little lap dog this time. Well, you know, Linda, this has been such a fabulous show. I want to make sure that all of our listeners, as we wind down the hour, I want to make sure that folks know how to contact you, know how to email you, uh, how they can get a copy of the book. Uh, and I guess they can, can people check out uh, how to connect with you for readings on your website? Would you give out all that information? That would be great. Yes. Uh, my books are available now through all the major bookstores, um, you can order. They're kind of hard to find right now because uh, we sold out of the first printing. But the second printing should be getting into the stores pretty quickly. And or you can order through my website, lindadrakebooks.com. And uh, you can order books through it. You can read about my schedule. Um, you can contact me for phone readings. Um, of course, I'm. I'm right now. I'm you know about a month behind on my phone readings, but. Uh, because I'm getting such a huge response from all over the world about the book. Uh, yes. So I, Spirit has gotten the book out to so many people in unusual ways, but they said from the beginning that they would take their work, their words out to the world, and they're doing it. Especially well, my understanding, my understanding is, Linda, that in the first month you sold nearly 400,000 copies. I sold 4,000 copies, yes. 4,000? Uh, well, I'm, 4, I'm seeing... I'm seeing 400,000, so I think you better be getting ready to do a bunch more printings on this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I hope we've had a huge I hope, response on it. I hope you've ordered enough copies of this book. <laughs> Uh, because uh, you know, for me, I get a lot of books, and I and and as my listeners know, I read every single one of them. And uh, very few books do I get where it doesn't matter what day it is that I pick it up and I can read a story that absolutely captivates me. And that's what this book is about. This is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful invitation, not just to the knowing and the understanding, but to the engagement. It really is a way for us to face what's to come uh, by facing it. And, you know, perhaps not by avoiding it, but to look at our lives and look at our lives with joy. And as we close, this, close the show, Linda, I would love to ask you to share with our listeners what your very personal message is, uh, what you hope this book will do for the, the thousands and the hundreds of thousands of people that will buy this book. I just want to, everybody to release their fear of death. To God, death is the doorway home, the doorway back to his loving, unconditional loving arms. And so releasing this fear of death helps us move forward with our life. And by understanding that our loved ones are right there with us, even after they cross over, it makes it so much easier to have to let them go. 
And this is something that, you, you know, more and more people are looking at and opening up to. And, and it'll be interesting to see how this enormous television hit handles this whole situation. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with Grey's Anatomy and, and what okay. the situation is. Are you, Linda? Oh, yes, one of my favorite shows. <laughs> yeah, so you you must be on the edge of your seat waiting to, to hear, to see how they're going to handle this whole deal, right? Oh, I think I pretty well know how they're going to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I want to thank you again for, for joining the, the show today and for reaching out to so many people. Uh, also, I mentioned earlier that your website uh, has all of the different places that you're going to be, and uh, and and that's how people uh, can connect with you, and uh, and and find out where you're going to be, and and visit you at some of these fairs and things that you're going to. You have a very very busy schedule. I and it brings great joy to me because people are my life. That's my whole purpose in this lifetime is getting out there and touching as many people as possible. So I do love what I do. Well, again, we want to thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here today and uh, love to continue this conversation with you. It's always such a pleasure. Uh, this has been uh, an incredible show. Linda Drake, my guest today on the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Let me mention the name of the book again, Reaching Through the Veil to Heal full of stories it's a, it's a it's a book that takes you on a journey where you get to actually feel the experiences that so many of the people that are character that are featured in the book have experienced and you know i must say there have been times where i laughed and there are times where i cried and all of this has been such a learning experience it is written by spirit as uh, linda has pointed out and is just one of these books that has stories that are meant to inspire and educate. And Linda Drake, thank you so much again. Thank you for the beautiful work you do in getting the messages out. All right, and let's keep doing it together. And, boy, I'm going to be having a few conversations with some of my relatives as well. Thank you for reminding me that that's an opening that's available to each and every one of us. I wish, though, my grandmother would come back and put a little spaghetti sauce smell in the house. That would do for me. She made a mean meatball. A mean meatball. I'm going to ask her to do that. I'm telling you, there hasn't been a meatball since the one that she made. Again, uh, loving blessings to you, Linda Drake. Loving blessings to all of you listening to the show today. And we look forward to connecting you uh, next week, same time, right here on the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. Please check out our website, thedrpatshow.com. And uh, this uh, archive, many archives will be there. Uh, you can go in and search on Linda Drake's name, and lo and behold, she'll pop up, her picture, link to her website. You name it, it's all there. You can even listen to past shows we've done together. And so I hope you've heard something that will inspire you to take action to change your life tonight. That's what this show is about. That's why I'm doing about 12 hours of radio a week so that we can uplift and inspire each other to live life full out. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. I want to thank everyone at bbsradio.com, Don and everyone uh, pushing all the right buttons, connecting all of our listeners. And know that you are truly blessed. Know that you can create the life that you absolutely desire. Open your hearts, open your minds, 
and step forth in your magnificence. Until next week, have yourself a fabulous, fabulous week.